Vidar and Catherine Ligard are the founders of safarimission.org. Vidar Ligard is also the author of A Fork in the Road, a book that gives you life lessons you were not taught in school and that the church did not tell you. And that is what Safari Mission Podcast is all about, teaching practical steps to personal growth and development. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Welcome back to another episode of the Supermission Podcast, and today we have Mrs. Terry Young with us. Thank you. Welcome so much. And you have a lot of mission experience. I like to think so. <laughs> I think you do. And we wanted to just hear a little bit about your experience today, because I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of questions about mission, about different things. Okay. And um, just to mention, which countries have you lived in? Wow, okay. Well, uh, my husband and our two little boys moved to Moscow, Russia in 1999. Mm -hmm. And so we still felt the communist spirit there, even though communism ha had fallen in 1999. And we lived there for 12 years. Wow. We helped build one of the largest churches in the entire country. It uh, was before COVID, it was running about 4,000 people. Wow. And so we were involved in just about every department of the church and loved every bit of it. But we turned around and found out that we had trained everybody to take our place. <laughs> That's great, actually. It was a very great day. Yes, it but it was a day. sad day when I had to say goodbye to people yep. that I thought I would be living near and a part of their church world for the rest of my life. But God moved us from... Uh, Moscow, Russia, to Hanoi, Vietnam, mm -hmm. and we were very familiar with Hanoi, Vietnam, in the fact that it was ex that it was communist. Right. Russia was ex-communist. Mm -hmm. Vietnam is still communist even today. Right. And even though we were moving from a very cold climate to a hot climate, very hot, um, we still could feel the undertones of the communist situation, and we felt like we did okay there. We started underground Bible schools that are still going today. Uh, many people are in the ministry today because of the schools that we taught in and directed. And we thought we would be there the rest of our lives. Exactly. But after six years, we found that God was moving us on. And so we moved to the United States just to get refocused. Mm -hmm. And from there, we traveled so many countries, so many Bible schools, mm -hmm. learned a lot about a lot of different countries, met some wonderful people, until one day we were teaching in a Bible school in Tirana, Albania. We walked onto what would be considered their red square. We looked up and saw a communist mosaic, because it also is an ex-communist country. Right. And it just hit us like a spear in the heart. Wow. And tears began to roll down our eyes, and we said, we could live here. And we did. Within months, we were <laughs> on our way, yeah. and we are now located in Tirana, Albania, and we're traveling in and out from there. That's wonderful. And <laughs> welcome to Kenya. Right now, we're in Kenya. Thank you. And you're here to help us train uh, you know, more people. Oh, that's and that's exciting. So... But with your experience in the communist countries, you know, mm. 
that is, you know, a lot of people have heard about communism. Maybe a lot of people don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, what is your experience living in a communist country? Well, when we moved to Moscow, Russia, it was ex-communist, but you could still feel the undertones, the spiritual atmosphere was still communist. The older people, anybody older than me, mm -hmm. they grew up in communism. And the older people wore their medals from World War II, right. and they still called each other comrade, and they still conducted meetings like they would have during the communist era. And it was amazing that they had not taken to themselves the fact that communism was gone. It had fallen. Yeah. Right. When we arrived, there were still lines that we had to stand in to get some food. Uh, grocery stores were still run in the same way as right. the communist, the communist times, mm -hmm. where you show up at a store, you stand in the meat line, right. you order, then you pay, and then you go back and pick it up, and then you go to the meat, the milk line, and you do the same. Then you go to your cleaning supplies, and it literally took just about all day, just wow. to bring supplies into your home, wow. food and supplies. Right. And so as we began to teach and preach in the churches, um, we found that the hearts of the people, of course, were wide open mm -hmm. for Jesus. They had been lied to mm -hmm. and told that, uh, they, that, that God did not exist. Right. <laughs> they even had a saying, you know, uh, Lenin lives, Lenin lived, and Lenin will forever be. And people truly believed that communism was the right way to be. So in communism, in other words, the government becomes your God. Is that correct? Absolutely. The government, in a communist nation, the government is rule over everything. Right. Over your speech, over your job, over your land. Uh, everybody's considered equal. Right. And, you know, the ex-communists in Russia used to tell us, they used to say, well, you know, in communism, everybody's equal. But, but some really people true? are more equal than others. That's what I thought. What about yeah. the ruling class? Isn't there a ruling class in communism there that is not so equal to the rest? Huge, huge disparity yeah. between the lower class and the upper class. Right. And the one thing that sets apart communist nations is the fact that there's no middle class. Right, exactly. There's because no middle class. There's no middle class. And we all know that in order for a country to prosper, you need middle class. Absolutely. Because uh, what's yours is mine, and what's mine is yours. And that is the same. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we knew one lady who grew a very large tomato on her balcony. Okay. And her neighbor reported her and said, well, I don't have a tomato like that, so she shouldn't have a tomato like that either. Wow. I don't have a tomato plant. It's right. not fair. Right. She and I are all of a sudden no longer equal in our little neighborhood. Right. And literally the communists came and took her tomato plant along with her tomato. Now what happened to the tomato? They ate it? I'm sure that somebody in the upper ruling class had a very nice tomato with their dinner. Exactly. But and the people who owned it did not it? own it. It's right? not theirs. And the, the end result was more poverty, not more prosperity. Absolutely. Poverty was the one item that, that sticks out in communist nations. Mm -hmm. Because 
for one thing, in the service industry, why would you work harder if you're working harder isn't going to help you rise above. Right. Why should I treat you nice when I'm going to get paid regardless? Exactly. Even if it's a small wage, I'm, I'm just still going to get paid, so who cares how I treat There's you? There's no initiative to do better because no you will not be rewarded for doing better. No. There was a saying also there that says, the tall blade of grass gets mowed down. Meaning if you stand out in any kind of leadership or uh, with an attitude of wanting to do better for yourself or for your family, you will suffer for that mindset. Mm. And, uh, you know, human nature is there's always going to be a tall blade of grass. Yes. Um, when we would arrive and in our traveling, we had to stay in a hostel or a hotel. Each hotel had a key lady on okay. every floor. Okay. And, you know, you just didn't put your hotel keys in your pocket and go about your day. Okay. As you're coming and going, you have to leave that key. Uh -huh. And, you know, it was amazing to watch the key ladies because this was the one area of their life where they had control. And they could make your life miserable yep. because they had control of your keys mm -hmm. and needed an extra pillow. Oh, you will hear all about how you should not have it, you know. Right. And, but yet, this was their domain and they took advantage of the fact that they have no power. Because they had no power elsewhere. No power anywhere else. They to were... speak or to earn. Right. Nowhere. Right. Nowhere. And it's, uh, it's like a spirit that binds people up because they are not, you know, the Bible talks about us being the head and not the tail. Well, mm -hmm. in a communist country, you can't be the head unless you are the ruling class that are set by the government. Yes. It goes very much against the teachings of the Bible. It goes against the teachings of the Bible. And we see even today that people, and we heard it from people in Vietnam, in Russia, and I'm sure there are people who feel the same in Albania, mm -hmm. that Jesus was a socialist. He was on his way to making sure that we were all equal. Wow. But this goes directly against the word of God mm -hmm. because the word of God says that when we work, yeah. we will eat. Exactly. And if you work hard, you will be rewarded exactly. for your hard work. Exactly. And this was not something that, that was put into the people in communist nations because their God was the government. Right. And the government will give me whatever I need. So why should I do anything except obey mm -hmm. the government? Yeah. And, you know, if, if you're not familiar, even if you're in it, because you, you haven't seen other things or you haven't been taught to think other things, you can see that, oh, things are free, so it must be good. Uh, <laughs> No, it's, it's, this is what the government will say to people. Right. You know, if you will, if you'll just turn everything over to the government, we'll make sure you're taken care of. Right. But at some point, that government or that ruling class can decide whether you are expendable or not. Exactly. And if all of a sudden it's not popular to be a Christian, then guess what? You're not as equal as the guy who claims that he's not a Christian, right? If you're not a party member, or if you're not working toward uh, sending your kids to the Pioneer Club, or the mm -hmm. the youth, the Communist Youth League, or 
you can be left out regarding health care mm-hmm. and your job and the amount of food you have. Mm-hmm. And of course, we all know the stories of how much worse that can be in that people can be tortured and uh, imprisoned and never seeing their relatives again and dying. Right. So in other words, there's a lot of deception then going on. Absolutely deception. A lot of deception. Absolutely. Lies being told to people, mm-hmm. and it's not really the truth, but you know, people believe it, they'll accept it, right? Yes. And any country, can I just say, any country can turn from a uh, whatever form of government they have at the moment mm-hmm. to a communist nation right. when people in that nation are convinced mm-hmm. that receiving free things is worth giving up a little bit of their freedom. Exactly. And that's this is dangerous. dangerous. That's very yes. dangerous. Because it seems so appealing. It, it does. seems so appealing. And and you know, it's 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 so easy to control people with money. And that's what a lot of them yeah. do because they'll give something and people are like, oh yeah, we need something. But when you do that, when you're letting yourself be controlled by money, you have made money your God. Yeah, and the Bible actually talks about this. And I was gonna read that from um, this is the Passion Translation, and it's going to read uh, Matthew 6, talking about this. And he says, um, let's see. Well, first of all, he talks about treasure in heaven. Don't keep hoarding for yourself mm. earthly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays, and loses its value. Instead, Stockpile heavenly treasures for yourself that cannot be stolen and will never rust, decay, and or lose their value. For your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being if your heart is unclouded. The light floods in. But if your eyes are focused on money, the light cannot penetrate and darkness takes its place. How profound will be the darkness within you if the light of truth cannot enter? How could you worship two gods at the same time? You will have to hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't worship the true God while enslaved to the God of money. Absolutely. Enslaved. Enslaved. And when you let money control your freedom, when you let your money control your thinking, when you let money control your priorities, you have let money become your God. And, you know, people used to say, and I heard it growing up all the time, well, if I would just had money, I wouldn't worry about money. Right. But there are many, many wealthy people who, who are also enslaved oh, yeah. to their money. They overspend mm-hmm. to the point where now they have to worry about keeping up their lavish lifestyle. Yeah, true. And this is exactly what the enemy wants. Yep. The devil, a real devil, a real enemy, wants us to always be focused on what we want and even our needs so that we will not hear his voice. Yeah. 
But see, the Bible is very clear mm -hmm. that if we are placing him first and making what he wants for us, we'll never go hungry. Mm -hmm. The Bible says he's never seen his righteous begging for bread. And I am a testimony of that. Mm -hmm. We weren't always wealthy missionaries. We were believing God. But not once have we starved or been without. Our children have always had clothes. Uh, we've had health insurance that we've never had to use. Mm -hmm. But now, does that mean our life has been perfect? No, because we're humans. And we can always go back and trace that when things got tough, yeah. was because we were not looking to God Almighty mm -hmm. to meet the needs in our spirit or in our flesh or in our, or in our finances. Mm -hmm. And this is what the enemy wants. Get yeah. your eyes off him okay. so that you can focus on how the light gets bread. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's why people, you know, get so tempted in the area of money. Yeah. And that's why the Bible warns us about this. You know, nothing has changed. Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. You know what? People have problems with, you know, when the Bible was written 2,000 years ago, it's the same as today. Yeah. Maybe the environment has changed something. You know, we're talking about how civilization looks. <laughs> but yeah. we're still humans. We still deal with the same issues, the same temptations, the same, uh, you know, opportunities. And so the Bible warns about money. And he also talks about, like you mentioned, if you work hard, you shall be rewarded. Yeah. But don't make money your God. Don't let money dictate your decisions. Absolutely. And don't let the deception of money tempt you so much that you compromise even your faith in, you know, lusting after money. That's right. Because it becomes your God when it decides yeah. what you do. Absolutely. And that's the danger. And, that, and you know what? The enemy knows this. Oh, it's his game plan. Exactly. And, and what, what weapon does he have? Lies. Lies and, and us not guarding what we are thinking about his lies. Exactly. And if we know the word, we can, you know, guard ourselves better. If we don't know the word, we are easily preyed because yes. he likes to whisper lies. He likes to, like, you know, deceive. He has the same who's deceived Adam and Eve in the garden. He's the same, has the same nature today, and he likes to deceive people. And worrying about it is not the fix. No. It's not the answer. No. We all need money. Every last person in this world needs money. Right. And, you know, people say, oh, well, the gospel is free. But getting the gospel out is not free. Right. We all have needs, physical needs, that must money must be the answer to those needs, but God is the answer to the money problem. Exactly. And he literally will make a way yes. with sowing and giving, with giving your tithe, with being faithful. You know, some right. people will say, well, I tried. I tried what you're teaching. Right. Well, how long did you try? Right. <laughs> you know, if you plant yeah. seed and then dig it up, yeah, this is not what's going to be producing a great harvest in your life. Right. It's true. And so... The government is never your answer. No. It is never your answer. And, you know, I had, my husband had a professor who once had been studying this. And he said, you know, mm. as much as there are certain government ways of doing government that are better than others, um, what's also a, a huge distinguishing factor is if the people who govern have their God as their God. And not money as their God. 
You know, are they Christian? Are they following God? Are they following the word? Are they God fearing? Or do they lust after money? Are they not born again? Do they, you know, live according to their carnal flesh? That's going to make a huge impact in how a leader governs. And in Proverbs, it talks a lot about leadership and things like that as well. So, government itself is never the answer. Never. God has the answers. Follow Him and learn His Word and know what His Word says. And that's where victory is, that's where success is, both for an individual and for a nation. He will meet our needs. He will. He will. He will. That's his word. His word is true. And he's a yes. God that cannot lie. So we hope that's an encouragement to you. And, and we just encourage you to find your answers in God's word. God bless you. Well, that's it for today. Watch out for our next episode with teachings from Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Safari Mission. You can also visit our website www.safarimission.org or call us at plus 254-74-1777-805 to know more about Safari Mission and how you can get yourself a copy of Vidal Ligard's book, A Fork in the Road.